Okay, thanks for joining me, everyone. My guest is Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi is the author of many very important books over the past decade or so, including the Swift Boat book, which uh, exposed uh, John Kerry during the 2004 campaign. He wrote a cutting-edge book about Barack Obama's birth certificate. He's been a journalist who's been on the cutting edge on many issues, and recently, of course, he ended up experiencing the other side of the mic, as it were, by actually being called to testify before the Mueller committee. Um, uh, Jerry, um, first of all, um, the uh, the book is uh, is uh, is called Silent No More: How I Became a Political Prisoner of Mueller's Witch Hunt. Thanks for joining me, Jerry. It's an honor. Uh-huh. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Charles. Good to be back with you. And the book is now available in hardcover. It's an audio book and an ebook, and it's available everywhere. And it's my first-hand, first-person account of the horror show going through this Mueller grand jury and, and investigation. Jerry, before we get into that, I want to ask you if you could in any way confirm a rumor that's making the rounds, which is that the uh, Mueller sat on this uh, these conclusions which he had arrived at before the midterms to uh, to wait till after the midterms to affect the election. Do you know if that's true? I don't know. I mean, I think that the there were signs to me that, you know, the midterms were in November 2018. And I know they were doing serious investigation of me right up until uh, until the report was issued. They They desperately wanted to prosecute me. Uh, because I wouldn't, I couldn't give them what they wanted. I was, you know, key linchpin in their collusion theory, but I didn't have any connection to Julian Assange, and I couldn't connect Roger Stone to Julian Assange, and that helped their case fall apart. They hated it. They were trying to put me in prison, investigating my stepson, investigating everything about me, every aspect of my life. They were so angry at me. You know, this this set some very, very chilling precedents in American politics and in American life. Not only what happened to you, but what happened to Roger Stone. Here you have a guy who's acknowledged that he was probably going to be indicted and he was prepared to turn himself in. But they show up with a 2017 SWAT team with people with drawn machine guns and they're breaking down his walls. And they did the same thing, of course, to Paul Manafort, and they did it to Michael Cohen, uh, President Trump's personal lawyer. And as bad as that is in terms of, like, you know, analogizing it to the Gestapo, it also is even worse because the left-wing media, which is the predominant media, they not only condoned it, but they celebrated it like it was some great moment of victory. And, uh, yeah, that really sets a very troubling precedent, don't you think? Oh, what I said was, yes, I agree. I mean, one of the tragedies of what we've just been through is that the Obama administration had weaponized and politicized the Justice Department, the IRS, the intelligence agencies. And, you know, the hard left, which basically doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in the Constitution— you know, this new world order crowd, um, they may be rejoicing right now when they got control of Obama and the Justice Department, but it's a very bad idea. Historically, you know, societies show that the republics or our freedoms are gone once you get a justice system that makes politics a crime. And the just and, and the Democrats are foolish 
to think this won't turn on them. This is, you know, a tragedy that we're going through this right now because uh, we've got to have politics remain outside the element of criminality unless there's some real crime committed, you know. And but here, uh, collusion wasn't even a crime, and uh, Mueller failed to prove anything at all against Donald Trump. That's right, and I think that even people who support Barack Obama will admit that he was somewhat of a control freak. He liked surveillance. He was surveilling both friend and enemy domestically and internationally. He was criticized by German Chancellor uh, Merkel, who brought it up before the UN. I mean, this isn't something that's even controversial. So I think that it's safe to speculate that um, Obama's fingerprints are all over this thing. I mean, the whole business of the suppressing Hillary Clinton's email scandal, then getting the FISA permission to spy on President Trump, and, and all of it to try to control and, de- and discredit the candidacy of a private citizen running for president. What do you think? I, I, oh, I agree. And I also think Hillary Clinton's fingerprints are all over this. I mean, through the 40 hours of my interrogation, that's what I explained in Silent No More, it was clear that these Mueller prosecutors were all Hillary Clinton partisans. They hated my religion. They hated my writings. You know, back to 2004 when I co-authored with John O'Neill Unfit for Command, the Swift book, book against John Kerry. My attorney said, you know, look in your rearview mirror. Corpse is a lot of Democrats back there. And I've written 22 books since 2004. Seven have been New York Times bestsellers. Two were number one. And uh, the Democrats know I've been effective in exposing them. And they wanted to put me in prison. They wanted to silence me. Sure. Of course, now I'm completely vindicated and I'm not going to be indicted. Oh, they were clearly out for you, for you, Jerome. I mean, you know, you've the, you know, you've you've taken on the the um, what what President Trump accurately calls the um, the deep state, and um, you know, the, the, this was a case of severe harassment. Um, what, what what is the deal with uh, Mark Rich? Well, I mean, that goes back a long time. I mean, Mueller, as I understand it, came in there as part of the fixers team. When it was being examined, I believe by a special counselor, that was one of the issues going back to the um, Clinton administration. And um, they made they, they again exonerated the pardon uh, of Mark Rich, which Clinton did in the last days of his administration, despite, I think, pretty clear evidence that the Mark Rich and his family, his wife and others had given what amounted to bribes to get him released from prison. And um, it's another, I think, part of the uh, politicalization and the weaponization of the Justice Department. Mueller's been a fixer for a long time. And Wait, he and I Weiss- want to talk about his background and, um, and how the whole system has become politicized, but I actually got a little confused there. What I meant to ask you was, what about Seth Rich? Oh, Seth Rich. Well, yeah. I, I had asked the, you know, Mueller's team of this interrogation, you know, this closed-in conference room, 40 hours, three prosecutors, nine FBI, me and my attorney on the other side of the conference room, very frightening experience. I said, I don't think the Russians stole the emails. Well, Dr. Corsi, we're not interested in your theories of who stole the emails. I said, why don't you give immunity to Julian Assange and get him here? Because Assange has said repeatedly the Russians had nothing to do with stealing the Democrats' emails. Why don't you see what proof he's got? He suggested repeatedly 
Julian Assange that he got the emails from Seth Rich. Why don't you find out what proof he has of that? Uh, Mueller's team was uninterested. Mm-hmm. They had their minds made up. The Russians stole the emails and all my evidence and hard work that I could prove otherwise, they couldn't have cared less about. And they also couldn't have cared less about Russian interference in the election. Otherwise, they would have been looking at the interface between the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign with the creation of the phony dossier and going back to the uh, her secretary of state period with the Uranium One deal. So, you know, it was obviously a political uh, campaign. I mean, this was a fix. And, um, you know, it seems to me that they knew from day one that there was nothing to this. And this was probably an attempt literally to overthrow the government, which brings up some very serious legal questions uh, here. Um, This was, first of all, now that we know the Mueller report's out, and I think it might have been pushed out by the good, strong hand of the new attorney general, William Barr, who took a look at this thing and said, hey, there's nothing here. Time to let let it out. We know that this was a hoax. So the question is, who was behind this thing? And given the fact that it's reasonable to say that this was an attempt to overthrow the government, should there not be people held accountable at this point? Well, I think from well, Strozik and Page, these uh, two FBI agents who were lovers, the what we know in their text messages, uh, Barack Obama was wanting to know all the details of the FISA court. The Obama administration was all over this. And uh, James Clapper just gave an interview this weekend, I believe, to Anderson Cooper, in which he said that the entire uh, counterintelligence investigation of Russian interference was begun directly by President Obama. Uh, Hillary Clinton's wow. fingerprints are all over this. And, you know, this, again, I think, is a raises questions of whether this was a coup d'etat, whether the entire Mueller investigation was part of the cover-up. And yet they're continuing with it like nothing happened. I mean, today it's now coming out that um, Democrats in the House want to subpoena the, the uh, Mueller report, which, as as we know, has already come out and it's uh, exonerated the president completely. Maybe they're going to dig through every word of it to see if they can find out things that might be embarrassing uh, it's uh, you know it's very weird and almost almost disconnected, but um, they seem to be marching forward. This this shift guy is like just goose stepping along, you know, like nothing happened, insisting he's going after uh, President Trump's children, and it's almost like 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 we're in a time warp. Well, there these the hard left today is ideologically driven. They're really not interested in the First Amendment. And they're, they're believing in their own propaganda. They can't, you know, even if you give evidence, as Mueller has given, there's no collusion. Schiff says, well, you, you just didn't look hard enough. Mm-hmm. You never proved to them there was no collusion because ideologically they've already convicted Trump of treason. And this is not a rational process. And the American people, I think, it's, aren't going to put up with it. I mean, we're not going to restore trust in the Justice Department which now has been just like the IRS and the intelligence agencies under Obama politicized and weaponized, you know, you can't have political justice. Justice is supposed to be blind. The Democrats don't understand this is going to turn on them and the American people to have trust in the justice system restored. Barr is going to have to do his job and he's going to have to begin investigating 
uh, the criminals in the Justice Department and the political criminals in the Obama administration and the Clinton campaign were responsible for this hoax. And I think that the uh, the culpability is obvious and public with regard to um, former CIA Director Brennan, National Security Advisor Clapper, and former FBI Director Comey, who have openly and unabashedly called the President of the United States a traitor, have um, promulgated information publicly that we now know is false uh, with regard to the Russia collusion. They were leaking information, uh, handing stuff over to Mueller. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the, I would hope that in, in a society of laws and not men, these people would be investigated and prosecuted. Do you think they will be? I think they will be. Yes, I do. I think all the statements have been being made by President Trump indicates that he sees the same thing. We've got to restore justice to being blind. And to do that, we're going to have to get to the bottom, which he continually says, of this Russian collusion hoax. That means investigating the McCabe, Stro the Strozics, the Pages, uh, the Comeys, and the intelligence agency, Clapper, um, Brennan, as well as the Clinton campaign and the Obama White House. It ultimately, it, when I wrote on, uh, when I wrote Killing a Deep State in 2017, I actually predicted that there would be three phases. Number one would be the Mueller investigation would fail. It's just happened. It's failed. There's no yes, collusion. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I predicted tables will turn and the uh, criminals in, in the, among the Democrats, the deep state, the Department of Justice will be investigated. And that by the end of President Trump's first term, the country will understand that this was a serious and treasonous coup d'etat at the highest levels of the Obama administration and the Clinton campaign. And I, I think that your predictions are quite prescient and will occur, although I would throw in one moment of caution, and that is that I do not think that an investigation of former President Barack Obama is good politically. He's out of office. He's an iconic cultural figure. You know, it would be like prosecuting uh, uh, John F. Kennedy. I mean, you just, it, it's, you know, leave it for the history books, you know, down the road. Right now, it's its really a matter of getting to the rot in these agencies and getting these people, you know, as you mentioned, account, held account. Well, I think <laughs> once the investigation gets going, it's going to lead past the Department of Justice because there's already some pretty good indications you know, you see in the, as I mentioned, in the Strzok and Page text messages, they're saying that the Obama White House wanted to know everything about the FISA court process. And James Clapper has just given an interview, which he says the entire counterintelligence investigation of Russian interference began with the top levels of the Obama administration. So this is already beginning to surface. And already you have people, unscrupulous, amoral people like Clapper and them, they're just covering their backsides. I mean, they're going to jump ship and, and, and you know, blow the whistle if, if the heat starts uh, turning up, which, of course, is the exact opposite of yourself, Dr. Corsi, who said during the Mueller um, interrogation that you'd rather rot in jail than lie to for Mueller. And... Uh, it was an incredible display that I think everyone in the country was impressed by. 
Well, it's, it's a matter of fundamentally faith. I mean, my wife woke up when they wanted us to do this plea deal, and I was going to have to, you know, they were threatening indicting me in D.C. with a jury that would hate me and getting me convicted and sentenced to 25 years in prison. I'm 72 years old. My wife woke up and said, um, I'd rather visit you in prison for the rest of your life than to have you not be the, the man I married. And I that gave me basically, you know, this is a very, very tough decision for the family. You think all I'd have to do is plead to this one account and the family wouldn't have to face, you know, $2 million in legal fees and a trial. But um, I could not go to a federal judge before God and plead to a crime I didn't commit. Uh, all I had to do was tell Mueller some connection to Assange I didn't have. I wouldn't give evidence against the president that was a lie, and I wouldn't give evidence that was a lie to save myself from prison. Well, I mean, it's a, an incredible heroic story. It's an inspiration that we have a case of one man standing up against a terrible system of injustice and calling it out. And you've done that pretty much your entire career. Uh, Dr. Corsi, again, let my viewers and listeners know your book and where they can get it and any other information you'd like to share. Well, the book is uh, Silent No More, and it's how I became a political prisoner of Mueller's witch hunt. And it's available in hardcover and uh, it's on amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. I, I, I narrated the, uh, the audio book and the uh, iTunes, which are both available, including on the Apple store, the Apple applications. Uh, and uh, it's available in an ebook. Uh, it's yeah. very important. It tells the whole story of what this experience was like from the moment the FBI knocked on the door through, you know, my decision to reject the plea deal. That's an incredible story. I hope to have you back as I read it. And um, I, I'm just honored to have you on. And I thank you for your, your service to this country. Uh, thank you very much. Thank all those out there who prayed for me. And uh, God bless. And uh, God bless you for having me on the show. Thank you. All right, Jerry. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. And I'll send you a... Um, a link of link to this. Thanks a lot, oh, Jerry. My pleasure. Anytime. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. bye.